Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Justin. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, Justin, I'll tell you, if you're talking to me, it's going pretty well. We had a big weekend in sports, and we're going to talk all about Auburn's historic winning streak in basketball, Alabama's huge upset over number 4 Baylor, both of the NFL championship games we had this weekend, and much more. But first, Justin, if you'll just hold your horses for one second, mm, we need to on. get into the news of the week. Okay. Okay. Uh, after 15 years, uh, Justin, Sean Payton has stepped down as the head coach of the Saints. Uh, he may still end up coaching somewhere else. He's he's hinted that he's got some interest in a couple teams, but uh, for right now, hanging up the whistle. A long time. Yep. That's what happens when Drew Brees retires. He's like, man, mm. This isn't as funny anymore. I don't have a reliable quarterback. So, <laughs> I don't blame him for leaving. Probably, yeah, I wouldn't be bad idea to go, you know, somewhere else with established offense and maybe established quarterback. Because um, I don't see him retiring just yet. I feel like you know he's still got some years left in the coach. So um, I have no idea where he would go. Uh, I mean, I guess let's see who's left. He's still got the Vikings. They have Kirk Cousins. You know, he's not bad. Um, who else is left? Miami's still open. You got Tua. You know, pop, there's something there with Tua. Um, well, uh, is that it? Uh, maybe all that's left. There's still a few of them out there. I have to pull it up to see. Well, I guess. Uh, well, of course now the Saints, but obviously he's not going to be like, "Huh, just kidding." I'm coming back. <laughs> um, who else? Yeah, I, I can't think of who else it would be. Well, um, I'm probably gonna uh, gonna remind you here in just a second because we've got so much. Uh, so much NFL coaching news this week. I'm just going to go ahead and, and rattle them off real quick. Um, but before that, uh, Washington football team's new name will be released this week. Uh, what do you think it's going to be? Oh, you don't know? They already It's already been leaked. Has it? Yeah, they're going to be the, um, what is it, the Admirals or something? Boo. I think that's what it was. Yeah, cause, oh, the Commanders. The Commanders. No, it's not the Commanders, I don't think. Let me see if I can find so it. So this says. What I have found is completely different there, buddy. Uh, let's see if I can find it. It uh, looks at like New York Post says Joe Theismann seemingly reveals Washington football team's new name, Washington Commanders. Uh, let's see. I've got... What did I find? Oh, the Admirals. Okay. Yeah, because if you go to... WashingtonAdmirals.com. It's their official website. Oh, really? Let me see. WashingtonAdmirals.com. Dot com. Yeah, see if anything pulls up. Unless I bet they, took they it. fixed Surely they fixed that by now. Let's see. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, it goes it. to the NFL.com. Yeah, it goes to the NFL website. So they're going to be... Uh, maybe they bought a bunch of them, though, to see which one. They could have. In, yeah, maybe the trick people. I don't know. I'm going to type in WashingtonCommanders.com and see what comes up. People don't want to hear this. I don't know why we're doing this, but WashingtonCommanders.com. That's my face. Before Kier. What? Oh, oh, that takes that? you to the NF- That takes you to the NFL too. They bought a bunch uh, of these, I think. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'll say that. it's the Admirals. Who, who knows? I don't. I don't. I don't care. Both of them suck. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, here's some more news though. The Denver Broncos have selected Nathaniel Hackett as the 18th head coach in club history. Uh, Hackett spent the last three seasons as the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, helping Aaron Rodgers win what is expected to be back-to-back MVPs. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good hire. Uh, he's you know been around you know great quarterback, and I think you know Green Bay's offense in the past three seasons have been has been uh, you know very good as well. Um, so I, I guess we'll see. I, I mean, you never know with these guys because 
I mean, it's coordinators. You don't know really what to expect, especially when they haven't been a head coach yet. You can just hope, and, you know, they're going to be something good. Um, but I think it seemed like Broncos fans were happy about it, so good for them. Well, the Giants have hired Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian DeBall as their new head coach. That's a good one. Yeah, guided top five offenses in Buffalo each of the past two seasons. Yeah. And he is credited with spearheading the development of Josh Allen from a big-armed kind of erratic guy into one of the uh, game's biggest stars. So, Yeah, so maybe he can do something with, uh, what's his name, Daniels? Is that his last name? Eli Manning is who you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still there. He never retired. <laughs> uh, throws, the he bear- can only throw it about two yards down the field. but <laughs> The Bears on Sunday hired Luke Getzky. Getsy as their new offensive coordinator. He, uh, That's he right, has seven years in the NFL with the Packers. He spent the last three seasons as Packers quarterback coach. Yeah. And the yeah, last. So, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, so you got the Bears too. They still need a spot. And then the Jaguars still need a head coach as well. And the Texans. Yes, do. Don't the Texans need somebody too? Yes, you're right. Okay. The Raiders, though, they found their guy, former New England Patriots director of player personnel, Dan Ziegler, as their new general manager, and uh, offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their new head coach. Boo. Yeah. There's so many better hires out there. That that dude, he, he's already been head coach. You know, he was with Denver, and he did, he did a bang-up job there. He was awesome. Because it sent him running right back to the position he had before as the OC at Patriots. Now, he sucked. So I don't know why the Raiders are trying to go with him again. Um, when there's plenty of other guys that have proven themselves as offense coordinators as well. Um, I don't, you know, But, you know, like we said, it's all about knowing somebody. They're going to go with somebody that's been around or has been a head coach. Even if it wasn't successful, they're going to just try to bring him in again. So... He's just kind of goofy, though. I don't see him as a head coach. Uh, speaking of goofy, Adam Schefter has reported that mm. Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien is likely headed to New, or- uh, New England to be the new offensive coordinator. Oh, that'll be a good uh, gig for him. Well, he's been with the Patriots from 2007 to 2011. He was yeah. the offensive play caller then, so uh, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. He's got yeah, I mean, there. and he he wants to be a head coach again, so. Getting in that position will easily give him another chance at a head coaching spot. Well, speaking of that, we found, we actually kind of may have found out why he didn't end up getting the Jaguars head coaching job. So last week we kind of speculated that maybe he blew the interview. Uh, apparently they were 100% set on hiring him if then he got into the interview room. And by the time he left, they said he's not even a, a, an option, a candidate anymore. Oh my so, gosh. So something went terribly wrong. In that interview. <laughs> to, he to must have said, he was like, hey, I want to trade the whole team away, and we're just going to start <laughs> fresh, okay? Yeah. We're going to we're gonna get some guys from England to come play some football for us, <laughs> and we're just going to start fresh. Uh, it wasn't just coaches that uh, have been moving around or retiring. Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement after the Steelers lost 42-21 to to the Chiefs. Uh, he was there for 18 seasons as the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. Had two Super Bowl wins, six Pro Bowls. And in the big news of the week, ESPN's Adam Schefter may have jumped the gun. He first reported mm. that Tom Brady was retiring from the NFL. Hours later, Brady reportedly called the Bucks and told them he's not even close to making the decision on <laughs> retiring. Then, uh, Tom Brady's father, Tom Brady Sr., said he had not made a decision either. So, yeah, he probably uh, probably shouldn't have released that so early. Now it sounds like, you know, Brady's pissed off, and he's like, you know what? We'll come back for another season. See if they like that. Which I don't blame yeah. him. Because, I mean, I, watched him play. The dude could play for two more years. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think he very well may come back. Also, maybe he has some money tied up. He, if he retires after a certain date, he gets so much more money. I think I may have heard that somewhere. So he may still okay. retire and wait to get that, you know, not to leave yeah. any money on the table, which makes sense. But That's true. Um, Alabama is starting Kentucky's offensive line coach, Eric Wolford, for the same position on the Crimson Tide coaching staff for the next season. Uh, Wolford spent one year in Lexington where he led a position group that was a finalist for the Joe Moore Award, given to the nation's top offensive line unit. Yep. Good hire. 
And Alabama Athletics is in the process of bringing alcohol sales to Coleman Coliseum for men's and women's basketball, as well as gymnastics, and it could start in February. You are uh, like going to get a cold brewski like while watching some gymnastics? Yeah, it sounds like a bad idea to me. That's <laughs> eh, probably fine. What could, what could go wrong? Yeah, we can just have the instant like they did in that baseball game where they did dollar beer night. <laughs> that was that was uh, wasn't it nickel beer night? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, Five something so night. cheap, and everybody was who knows how much alcohol everybody was buying. Um, and speaking of Alabama, what a roller coaster of a week for Alabama basketball on Tuesday. The Tide lost eighty-two to seventy-six to Georgia, who was previously win- winless in the SEC. And then Saturday, Alabama upset defending national champion number four Baylor, eighty-seven to seventy-eight. That marked Alabama's third victory this season over a team that participated in last year's Final Four, um, having defeated Gonzaga in Houston earlier in the year. I was very yeah. surprised by this game. They led. They led the entire game, which is uh, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, um, you know, I don't really know what to think about that team. Um, they don't play good on the road. I'll say that. I think they're like one in five on the road, and then you know they've played pretty good at home. Their only loss at home was to Auburn. Um, so I, I don't really know what to think about that team. Um, you know, you can't, you can't be a team like that where you're motivated for one game and not for the others. Um, they're, uh, they're almost the equivalent of a Gus Malzahn Auburn team. <laughs> yeah, up and down. That's, that's actually a good, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Just, can, I mean, it's, beat, it's the most. Can compete with the best when they want to. And then sometimes they just blow it to, uh, to a nobody team. Yeah. It's the most inconsistent team in the country for sure. Um, but but I don't they got they got a challenging week coming up because they got um, Auburn tomorrow night and then Kentucky on Saturday. So yeah, you know, it's going to be tough stretch. If they can split one, if they can even just split those, they'll be in pretty good shape, though. Yeah, I mean, you never know with the Auburn game. I'll, um, you know, I'll say, like I said, they don't play very good on the road. Um, you know, we'll see what happens that game. Um, and then Kentucky. I mean, I could see them beating Kentucky because they're playing at home. And, you know, like I said, they've played great at home all season. So, you know, um, yeah, like I said, they're somehow able to split. You know, that's a huge week for them. But, it's, it's, yeah, it'll be it'll be tough. You just have to see what kind of Alabama team comes to play. If I remember correctly, I believe if Alabama wins three more SEC games, they should be in the tournament, if I remember that correctly. Um, um, yeah, and they're going to win three more SEC games easily um, with this, you know, because I think they're still – Eight or nine games left. I mean, if you look at their schedule, I mean, they're probably going to have to play South Carolina. That's going to be a win. Let's see. They've got Mississippi State at home for their second game. They'll probably beat them then. they got Vanderbilt. Should beat Vanderbilt. Should beat South Carolina. So, yeah, they'll easily get three wins. And they'll be – I don't know what seed they'll be. They'll probably – it just depends on, you know, how the rest – because they're 14-7 right now. I don't know. I mean, probably right now they're seven or eight seed, I would think. Well, in this game, uh, Quinterly recorded 20 points or more for the second time this season and the fifth time of his career. Shackelford added nine rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Uh, Gary returned from missing the last two games with a facial injury to finish with 15 points off the bench on seven of eight shooting from the field. And Alabama shot a season-high 59.2% from the floor, including 68.2% from the field. In the second half alone, yeah, they didn't win this game uh, on threes. They were they were uh, driving in and to the paint and scoring, which was, uh, you know, that's uh, that's something we kind of been talking about, especially with their their defense, how their defense been playing poorly. But this game, that looks like a different defense for out of them. Yeah, it was a little bit better in this game. I think they gave up seventy eight points, but I mean, doesn't really matter when you're scoring eighty seven. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. The issue comes to you know, rebounds. Seemed like they rebounded better in this game, but when you know the loss to Georgia, they didn't rebound well at all in that game. And like I said, I mean, you can tell completely different. Um, I I don't know, just the way they play, their mannerisms. You know, you could t- so different between the Georgia game and the Baylor game, which you know you got to have the same emotional state no matter who you're playing. Um, Especially, I mean, because you want to compete and you want to, you know, have a good, you know, conference record, especially going into the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's something. Maybe they can get going. 
uh, through the second half of the season because there's still a lot of basketball left. But um, like I said, the talent's there. It's just are you going to be motivated for every game? And, you know, yeah. it's hard for you know some guys, especially, you know, if you're kind of looking to the future, you feel like you have a chance to play in the NBA. You know, sometimes guys are like, eh, you know, I'll play for the big game so I get noticed, and then the other games, so what? Well, uh, moving on to Auburn, they had another great week in basketball, beating Missouri in a close one, 55-54, and dominating Oklahoma, 86-68, for their 17th straight win. Uh, Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler combined for 44 points, 21 rebounds, 5 blocks to lead the way for Auburn, and the Tigers led from start to finish, leading as by many as 20 late in the second half on their way to the program's 17th straight win, which is now tied with the second longest win streak in school history with the 98-99 squad. Yeah, that 98-99 squad was good. Um, yeah, the Missouri game was the worst game we've played all year and still found a way to win, which is always, you know, uh, that's uh, always a good thing when you can play your worst basketball you've played all season and you can still find a way to come on on top. Um because I think Jabari Smith, that was his worst game he's played so far this season. Um, but I tell you what, Kessler and KD, they both have been very consistent. Um, two guys you can really rely on. Um, Kessler's had a great uh, streak of games. Because, um, let's see, I think it was Alabama game. And, um, oh gosh, it was the Ole Miss game. Maybe. No, he played good in the Ole Miss game. There was a game before it. He, you know, he had a lot of fouls, wasn't getting much playing time, wasn't doing much. But... Since those two games, he's he's been on fire, and you know he's probably the best rim protector in basketball right now. Um, he's really fun to watch. It's you know especially once he gets going on offense too, because the pick and roll game is really working. You just throw up alley oop to him, and he's gonna come down with it. But uh, yeah, Jabari Smith had a bounce back game against Oklahoma. I thought they looked very well against you know a solid Oklahoma team. Defense looked good. Offense was playing well. Um, you know, it's it's always good to see, too, you know, you have a down game against Missouri and then you're able to bounce back like that. That's huge. Uh, so, hey, I couldn't have asked for a better week at number one, you know, first time ever. Um, but, you know, there's still going to be a lot of tough matchups because, you know, I know Missouri's not having the best of season, but, I mean, they, they're tough. They play teams tough, especially when you got to go business. I mean, Alabama struggled there. They lost on the road. Um, so, uh, it was a great week. Uh, it's just the team's so deep and you know you can go to any player on that team um i also thought jasper played pretty well against oklahoma too so uh it's gonna be another tough week let's see we got alabama tomorrow and then you know georgia on the road you never know it's a road game um those are always going to be tough especially because you're going to be the number one team you're going to have a great environment from the opposing team so it'll be fun i'm excited for the alabama game tomorrow though because i think it'll be another good game well, following uh, this big week by Auburn, their first uh, week as number one in program history, they locked in Bruce Pearl, quote, for life, according to Athletic <laughs> Director Alan Green. Uh, however, the contract extension is just for eight years, so I guess either Pearl either plans to retire in eight years or he is just verbally committed to not leaving thereafter if he sticks <laughs> around, which makes sense. You wouldn't want to leave somewhere and start fresh when you're 70, I guess. Yeah. Um but the deal is eight years, starts at $5.4 million and goes up by 250000 each year. And that makes Pearl the fourth highest paid coach in college basketball and means he'll be making more than Auburn head football coach Brian Harson, who's making $5 million a year with $100,000 added every year. That is huge. If you would have told yeah. me five years ago that Auburn's basketball coach will make more than the Auburn football coach... <laughs> I would have uh, said, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, Pearl's best hire Auburn's had in a long time. Um, to see, you know, I think this is his eighth season, just to see, because Auburn was was nothing before he came. I mean, irrelevant. You never thought about Auburn basketball. Um, not since that 98-99 team, really. Um, there was, I didn't, I mean, I was one that didn't care to watch any of their games. Um, and heck, you could even say Pearl bringing back Auburn basketball has really motivated Alabama to do something with their basketball program as well, because same way, Alabama's basketball program has been revamped the past few seasons as well. Um, 
So I think it's huge. Um, like I said, it's good for Auburn and Alabama because now I think more people are actually tuning in and paying attention to the basketball programs, you know, especially Auburn with how they've been playing this year. I mean, Pearl's, you know, best hire, I mean, you can put him up there, you know, right behind Pat Dye. Um, it's, it's huge. Um, so I'm glad, you know, to have him there next eight years, hopefully, you know, as long as nothing terrible happens. And um, he's done incredible things for that program. And he, he's great out in the community, too. He He's an Auburn guy. He loves Auburn athletics. He loves the community. So um, it ended up being a fantastic hire. Well, we need to talk about the Alabama and Auburn game coming up tomorrow, Tuesday night. Um, right now, the ESPN matchup predictor says that Auburn has a 76.8% chance to win. That is very high. Uh, but because it is at home for Auburn, because they are the number one team in the nation, it uh, makes sense that they would get the benefit of the doubt. But uh, 76%, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if I feel that confident as a Auburn fan, but maybe you should. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, coming into the... When they played Alabama on the road, I think Alabama was – they were a three-point favorite. I think – I don't know what they were on the index. Um, so I'm fine with it because Auburn's playing at home. They have, like I said, one of the best home court advantages in the country. Um, probably one one of the best environments, too. It's becoming one of the best environments for sure, You know, especially the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, the environment's going to be great for that game. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I will say probably reason they're putting it like this too is when they last played Alabama. I mean, I, I would say Alabama played one of their best games against Auburn. Um, Alabama was almost out of it. They came roaring back when they were down by 13, 14 points. Really had a shot to win it. Um, and Auburn like was able to weather the storm. So, you know, it's hard getting into an environment like that, you know, especially you're on the road and home team starts getting on a roll and the fans are behind them. It's always tough. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, of course, I'm not 76% confident just because, it, it, you know, it's Alabama game. You never know what happens in these kind of games in any sport, you know, football, basketball, baseball, and when it comes to an iron ball. So, yeah, you know, um, I, Auburn should win, but I think it'll be it'll be close again. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'd like, you know, it, I'd like to see a good game regardless, you know, of who wins. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, both these teams are, are looking better and are uh, obviously kind of hopefully peaking at the right time. So Alabama hopefully is uh, getting more chemistry. Hopefully Saturday night was not just a fluke. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to see more out of these uh, two teams going forward uh, we do have a little bit more Auburn news though before we uh, move on Auburn's incoming offensive coordinator Austin Davis for the football program has stepped down from his position for personal reasons um, it was reported this morning he was having doubts about leaving the NFL for college football he was away <laughs> for the program for a week before announcing he was stepping down and he said it was for personal reasons which that's uh, I mean that happens all the time coaches have to step away especially like yeah assistants have to step away all the time because it's such a, a, a commitment. I, yeah, I like don't if, think if he, something goes wrong, you don't have time to do anything else, you know? No, I don't think he realized probably the recruiting aspect that went into it as well. Um, because yeah, NFL, it's just, I'm going to worry about coaching and he was a quarterback coach. So all he's doing is worrying about his quarterbacks and he's got Russell Wilson. I mean, what else, what much do you have to worry about with Russell Wilson? Right. Um, so I think it could be a, a little bit of, wow, I'm an OC. Now I actually have to go and recruit a lot too since I'm in college. Um, and I think he said something, you know, he feels like he's, you know, wants to be close to his family, which I get that. Um, but I think the thing is, though, we just need to get some Auburn guys in there, guys that really, that played there, really want to be there. Like, they got to find a way to get Damian Craig over there to be the OC. Find a way to get him back. Because um, I think he's at A and M right now as a wide receivers coach, if I'm correct. Um, but they just got to get some Auburn blood in there because there's just too many wishy washy guys. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I understand. And I mean, he may have gotten over here and thought, uh, you know, 
a lot of people listen to the show Love Auburn. It's a unique city, but it's not Seattle, is it? They're very different. So yeah, oh, he yeah. may have may have gotten over there and thought, oh, there's you know, there's not a lot going on here. Maybe my family doesn't really like this, or you know, what have you. And decided, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, maybe we can go somewhere else. But that may not even have anything to do with it. I'm, that's total speculation. Yeah. Uh, um, they just need to get some true Auburn guys in there that really want to see the program succeed. Um, just getting to where it's consistent. I mean, it. You know, it. That's just Auburn. They're going to have a season where they pull out a national championship in 2010, almost did in 2013, and then you're just going to have average seasons after that. It just happens. You know, every five to ten years they have a great season where they're competing um, for the SEC or possibly you know for the national championship. Um, but I think the issue is too is you know you have a lot of the fan base. They expect too much out of the Auburn football program. I think they compare it too much. Like, oh, well, you know, Alabama's winning almost every season. They're they're in the playoff almost every year. We should be doing that. It's just not realistic. I mean, it's not it's not going to happen. I mean, Auburn foot that's not Auburn football. Um, yeah. We're going to have either above average team, average below average, or just a team that outperforms their expectations like crazy. Have a fantastic year. But you're not going to see that every year. I mean, I know I want consistency too, but being realistic, we're, I mean, it's almost hard to see Auburn ever getting to a point of where Alabama's at. I just don't see that ever happening. Maybe once well, Saban's done and retired, that's a possibility. Well, but, almost no teams are have done that or are ever going to do that. That's a, no, that's a very and, but, rare lightning yeah, bottle thing the issue yeah. is though is just being in the same state so there's so many fans that are like well we need to be at that point or we should be at least competing or getting close you know to this point but and i think that leads to a lot of you know hate from the fans i mean i know that a lot of them are already talking about you know, get rid of harson i was better with gus you know um which is silly harson's been there a season and we've had you know, some issues come up, but I don't think any of it's his fault. Um, and I think, you know, it'll probably lead to other opportunities. Maybe we can get a proven OC in there. Heck, it opens the door. Maybe you can somehow get Joe Brady in there. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it'd be, it'd be neat. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just too much expectations from a fan base when it's not a reality. Um, and, you know, let's just see how Harson weathers this who he's going to try to go after next. Um, but, you know, keep keep going hard on the recruiting trail, see what we can do. But, I mean, I ain't expecting much this coming season. But what I really does, what I really hope doesn't happen is that, you know, these up hires, these boosters start sweating a little bit. If, you know, say we have another six-win season, um, which would be disappointing. But with everything that's happened and happening right now, I mean – it's looking towards it's going to be about the same kind of season or maybe worse. Yeah, and you know, and it's way too early to say that for sure, obviously. But um, look, it, yeah, it's not ideal, is it? <laughs> it's not ideal that he no. Won. I mean, it it doesn't look good when you hire a guy like Austin Davis, who you know people are like, oh man, that's going to be a good hire, and then he doesn't even make it. What a week! So yeah, you know, it was their six I mean, weeks, I know. Yeah. I know it's personal reasons, but it still never looks good because then it's like, well, what in the world is going on in that football program? What are we missing? What are we not seeing? Is Harson really just not a good dude or doesn't work, work well with others? I don't know. But I think people are overreacting to it. Just give them some time. I think we'll find a, another uh, OC in there, maybe an OC that's proven, it's been there before. Because like I said, you know, with Austin Davis, it's it was a... a risk reward kind of situation we didn't really know what he's going to do as an oc because he's never been in that position so lost him that's fine it's not like we lost a great oc who's been proven who's done great things at other schools so exactly i agree 100 percent. yeah but so we just need to get somebody else that's proven that's you know going to fit well with auburn and harson and the other coaches um and will develop a quarterback you know very well too um so I, i don't know i mean I don't really care who we get at this point. At least just somebody that I know will be there longer than a week. Well, for just the third time in program history, Auburn Gymnastics bested rival Alabama on the back of a stellar all-around performance from Olympic gold medalist Suni Lee. 
In her collegiate all-around debut, Lee put up a total score of 39.700 to take home the all-around crown and help propel number 8 Auburn to a win against number 9 Alabama. And the last bit of news, Auburn Tigers hockey was ranked number 4 in the national CHF rankings this week, but then they lost to FAU on Saturday, so I don't know. How that affects it. I'm not. I'm not an expert on college hockey. Believe it or not, I did. I didn't even know they were top five in hockey. That's pretty neat. But it's pretty neat to see. You know, all athletic programs outside of football, the success they're having right now. Um, I don't know if you saw the crowd for the gymnastics game, but it was a sold out arena for um, a gymnastics event. I mean, that's huge. It just shows. You know, a lot of people are. Well, and it helps though when you have an Olympic gold medal medalist you know, on your team. Of course, people are going to go out and watch the the team perform. But, um, yeah, it's always great to see that, you know, for sports that, you know, really don't get as highlighted as they should, especially, you know, gymnastics. SEC has always been great in gymnastics. They've been very successful. You know, a lot of SEC teams are very good in the gymnastics program, you know, especially Alabama's won a bunch of national championships in gymnastics. So, um, yeah, that was great to see that a lot of people came to support especially for a, a big matchup like that. And it's always good, you know, to see Auburn winning uh, against Alabama in a lot of sports. So um, I think there's a lot of good things coming out of the athletic programs, um, except football, which I never thought I would say that, that every, <laughs> everybody else, even hockey, you know, is at a position where they're outperforming uh, the football team. So, But I love it. I love that uh, there's a focus on all the sports. I don't want us just to be football. I want Auburn to be an all-around school. So it's I love to see it. Well, we are finally out of the news segment. It only took us 30 minutes. My goodness, there's so much news this week. Uh, we do need to uh, get into Twitter news, though. Twitter news! Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Okay, Justin, uh, a quick Twitter news segment today because we are running uh, out of time very quickly. But uh, <laughs> this one comes from at uh, J underscore Blake Tim. Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame, you cowards. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, you know, I'm actually kind of torn on this one. Really, um, just because, you know, I get it. Yeah, he was he was great before steroids, but and he, he you know, saved baseball, probably. To an extent. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could say him, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa did by their use of steroids by bringing the home run into the equation. Um, yeah, I I don't know, you know, because he he was a great athlete, and it just sucks though because the dude didn't need steroids, didn't need it. Um, it, it's you know I I don't know I've always been kind of torn on it to you know maybe he should be and maybe he shouldn't um because I don't know I mean now if we're gonna go into kind of argument who should be in the Hall of Fame now Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame over him because Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame because of a betting thing um but I guess if you're gonna say that you might as well say Barry Bonds is in there too so I don't know um. I'm kind of torn. I'm in the middle. Well, Josh Vitale tweets, uh, I would have retired the instant Kevin James was cast to play me in a movie, but credit to Sean Payton for sticking out the season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin James playing uh, Sean Payton in that Netflix movie. I, I didn't watch it. I don't even know what it's called. But uh, I don't either. I <laughs> forgot that he actually was portraying him in a movie. <laughs> uh, Andrew Ivins on Twitter. He tweeted, Nick Saban apparently took an 11-minute flight in a private jet Wednesday from Venus, Florida to Lehigh, Florida, while out recruiting underclassmen. That's incredible. An 11-minute <laughs> flight. Dude, yeah, I'd like a nice 11-minute flight. That sounds nice. Uh, this comes from Mike4172. He says, Joe Burrow said, second, uh, this is after the uh, their championship win to go to the Super Bowl. Second biggest win I've been a part of. Only trails the Bama win in 2019. And then Big uh, underscore Bam said, it means more to beat Alabama than it does to win a game to make it to the Super Bowl, win an SEC championship game, win a college football playoff game, a natty, or an NFL playoff game. Think about that for a second. (laughs) 
It just means everybody hates Bama and loves beating them. Uh, and then this is my favorite tweet of the weekend. Uh, KNBC, which is a a Kansas City, uh, I think, news station or newspaper, I don't know. They tweeted, Against all odds, we were never supposed to be here. We were never meant to make it this far. But against the odds, we did. What a season. Thank you for the incredible ride. We will always be hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> they were... Uh, as Tom Fernelli points out on Twitter, the Chiefs were favored by seven points today and were favored in all 20 of their games this yeah, season. How, how are they not supposed to be there? Yeah. They're only saying that because they started off three and four and then they came back and won so many games in a row. I mean, everybody knew they were going to be in the position that they are or were. I mean, that didn't surprise anybody. I mean, were we surprised of how they started? Sure. But were we surprised how they bounced back and had a great regular season? Made it to the conference championship? No, because that's where they were expected to be. They were expected to be in the Super Bowl. Um, so um, I would say you uh, were below expectations, not over. Yeah, 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 if anything. That's, uh, that's yeah. ridiculous. So ni- nice that's try. Okay, well. Who wrote, who wrote uh, that, Jackson Mahomes? <laughs> you would think so. Yeah. Um, we do need to talk about the two games on uh, Sunday, and we're going to, Justin, but we do need to keep it snappy because next week is going to be essentially a Super Bowl preview. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll talk all about it in detail there. But we did have Championship sun- uh, Sunday this weekend, and we're very blessed with a couple more incredible games, Justin, making this one of the most entertaining NFL playoffs we've probably had in some time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, whoever uh, the script writers are for this playoff say. Hey. Congratulations. <laughs> Whatever script y'all writing, y'all are doing a great job. Yeah, really can't wait getting for the season finale. Yeah, uh, seriously. Someone's probably going to – there's going to be an alien that comes down and maybe disrupts the game and someone ends up winning. It blocks a, a field goal. With their blocks UFO. a field goal, yeah, and the game's <laughs> over. First up, we had the incredible Cincinnati Bengals comeback win over the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals rallied from 18 down to win 27-24 in overtime and secure their first – Super Bowl appearance in 33 years. Uh, the Bengals totaled 359 yards of offense, led by T. Higgins, who had six catches for 103 yards in the passing game, and Joe Mixon, 21 carries for 88 yards in the ground game. Uh, Samay Perrine, uh, Perrine and Jamar Chase found the end zone for Cincinnati as well. Uh, I mean, this was such an entertaining game, and I thought, uh, you were at my house for the first half, and we thought it was going to get out of hand. Yeah, I, like I said, that um, touchdown the Bengals scored for the half and then getting that huge stop. I don't know what in the world the Chiefs were doing on that final play that they had. I think it was six seconds left. They're on the two-yard line, and they run a little, um, I don't even know what, what kind of route it was. Just Tyreek Hill went a, kind of behind Mahomes, was just kind of running a little bubble. And they threw it out to him, and he ganged nothing on it, and the clock ran out because they didn't have any timeouts. So they got nothing from it. Um and then, yeah, they scored three points in the second half. So um, either the Bengals had a great game plan for the second half or I would say Patrick Williams didn't look very good in the second half, uh, completely different from how he looked in the first half because I think they scored on their first three drives. Um, they scored a touchdown, and then all of a sudden yeah. it just hit the pooper. I don't know what in the world happened. It was. I think See, it was a bit of both, but I think the main thing is I just think the Bengals adjusted really well at halftime. Because they came out yeah. and they they looked different defensively. They were more sound. Um, the, the offense kind of got things going. Burrow was 23 for 38 for 250 uh, yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, this 18-point deficit, Justin, it ties the AFC title game record for largest comeback as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that was a, it was a great game. Um, but I did not expect that. Like, I, I wanted the Bengals to win. I'm glad they did. But I just didn't see that happening at the end of the first half. Oh no! Um, but uh, I mean, I think they were they get they gave the Bengals a 05 percent chance to make it to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so, something like that. I mean, it's huge turnaround because I think in twenty nineteen they won two games, and then of course they drafted Burrow, and then they won four games last year. You know, mostly because Burrow tore his ACL. You know, midway through the season. Um, so to go from four wins to now you're going to the Super Bowl the next season, um, it's very incredible. Um, I would have never, never thought this Bengals team, and you know, would have that kind of talent or 
get gain any kind of momentum like that to make it to a Super Bowl. But I not at the beginning of the season, but you know, I kind of felt it going into the playoffs that they would have a shot. Just because I mean, how about drafting Jamar Chase and everybody was so upset about that draft pick and look how big of a difference that's made for that offense. Uh, after that, we were treated to the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Rams ended up having a bit of a comeback of their own, winning 20 to 17. Um, in his 13th year, Matt Stafford finally playing in his first Super Bowl. That's awesome. Hey, hey. He was uh, 31 for 45, 337 yards, two uh, touchdowns, one pick. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I would have been fine with the 49ers going. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm really happy to see Matt Stafford because I always, I, I've always had a soft spot for the Lions, and I've always just felt terrible for him having to play for them for all those years. So Yeah, um, I think it's cool, him. too. Yes, yeah, and you're going to have two SEC quarterbacks – two former number overall picks uh, competing in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, Stafford, I mean, he was great with the Lions. And like I said, it's just it sucked that you had to be in that kind of organization. Um, and it's just – but you see what happens, though. One season after he's traded from the Lions and he's given, you know, great talent around him, great coaching staff, great organization, and he's already going to a Super Bowl after one season. So um, just shows how bad the Lions are. Um, I think there was somebody else. I don't know who. There may be somebody else. Because I, I think someone said, oh, because Eminem's performing at the Super Bowl too. And someone said, this is the closest the Lions will ever get to a Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love Matt Stafford. I think he's had a pretty good year. Uh, the issues for him, you know, has been turnovers. But uh, I think he's had a great playoffs. Um, and so I think it's going to be a great battle between him and Burrow. Um now, like I said, the Rams definitely have the advantage defensive-wise for sure. Um, but B- Bengals have shown you know, that they can make adjustments and play well on defense too. The Bengals have a good D-line as well. Um, I think they got Hubbard on the D-line. He's, he's very good. So, you know, we'll see. I think it could be a good game, and I'm excited. I, you know, it's a, it seems weird to say the Rams versus the Bengals, but I think it's two you know, very highly um, talented offensive teams, you know, when you think you see Rams got OBJ, Cooper Cup, uh, you got Stafford, you got Tyler Higby, um, and then of course the Bengals, you got Burrow and Mixon and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. So I think it'll be really fun. It'll be a good Super Bowl. Uh, Cooper Cup, you mentioned him. He had 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. He is so good. I mean, he's one of the best in the so league. Everybody good. knows that. But uh, I also just I like him. Like I just think he's like a pretty good guy. I've read a story this week about how his girlfriend worked full time in college yeah. so that yeah. uh, he could, you know, play in college, which I thought was cool. Um, I think they're married now. They have a, a baby together. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of a cool story. I, I like Cooper cup. Um, yeah. I mean, um, out of high school, I think he was a zero star recruit. He went and played, you know, Eastern Washington, which is what, like a division two or three school. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, his route running is so good, and not only can his great rece- um, you know, receptions while catching the ball and route running, Duke can also block. He's a very good blocker as well, which you know is very underrated nowadays. You don't see that as much from wide receivers, but uh, he's just all around. He's great. He plays hard, and you know, someone with that kind of background though, who you know wasn't recruited out of high school and had to work in in college, you know, at Eastern Washington, you know, not really going to get. <laughs> Uh, much viewership from a school right there but dude was great in college I think he broke a lot of records while he was there and then you know now it's shown in the NFL um yeah great story and um would have never thought that I'd be saying Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver in the NFL so it's pretty neat he's he's done a fantastic job oh yeah no doubt about it uh now he's gonna get to play in a Super Bowl and uh cheapest tickets for the Super Bowl at the time of recording are Justin you want to take a guess well, considering it's in LA, SoFi's mm-hmm. new stadium. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say uh, four grand. Six. Mm. Six grand Yikes. per ticket. That's the cheapest one. That does not include any fees, uh, any taxes, nothing like that. So. Yeah. So six grand a ticket. Then you got to get a plane ticket, especially flying across country. Oh, so you're not gonna watch it by yourself. You need at least two tickets. So that's twelve grand. Yep. Twelve grand for a couple of tickets for a football game that'll last. The football will last, you know, three, three and a half hours. You have to, of course, halftime performance, but just you know, stuff, something you can do at your house. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for her, uh, your house for free. But, uh, yeah. You know, Just whatever TV you subscription money, you pay for. Spend it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You know, if you if you have millions of dollars. Yeah, if I have millions of dollars, sure. Yeah, I'm going to see the Super Bowl <laughs> and LA's new stadium, of course. Yeah. Would you take me? Um, I'd have to think about that one. But, um, <laughs> I would pr- I'd probably take you, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you're you. welcome. Uh, this will also be the 10th straight Super Bowl that a former Alabama player will get a ring. That's pretty cool. Hey, nice. Uh, Justin, you know what it's time for? I guess it's time for me to ask you a question. It's time for Knight Needs to Know. That's exactly right. <laughs> Knight Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Um, I just have one since, you know, kind of running low on time here. But, yeah, since... Um, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. I can tell you. Yeah. That, is that your question? Yeah, what's his name? What's uh, Tim his name? Allen. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Spot on. <laughs> no, Al- Alabama's former OC, uh, Brian, whatever. Um, since he's leaving now, going to the Patriots, who do you want as your next OC? Well, yeah, like you said, Bill O'Brien leaving. Bill O'Brien, there we go. Golly. Uh, I hate names. <laughs> terrible We're names. struggling this episode. It's okay. Uh, there's, there's too many names in sports. Everybody should have the same There is name. too many names. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to start using like initials or something. Just go Every, initials. We'll get it. Everyone should be named Matt Leonard. I like it. Yeah, Matt Leonard. I don't know that's who that name. is. I probably should Google that and make sure that's not a terrible person. Matt Do Leonard? Sound? He Matt is. Leonard. He is. Uh, I don't think he's anybody. He's a stunt performer. Oh. Great. Oh, well, there you go. Good. Good on him. Uh, yeah. yeah, everybody should be him. Anyway, uh, gosh, I don't know. It's like, you know, I guess we could be asking the same thing about Auburn. Who does Auburn want? Is there a new offensive coordinator? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Nick Saban, he'll figure it out. He's always pretty good about that, isn't he? Maybe, uh, you know, I mean, there's if anybody can get Dan Mullen to be an offensive coordinator, it's Nick Saban. <laughs> It'd be right? Nick Saban. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. You know, now the, that you mentioned that, that seems... Who, yeah, I bet. Uh, it seems I bet like it could be a good possibility. I bet he's. I bet they've already talked. Like he may not take it, but I bet they've already talked. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we that's know. Want. Yeah, I mean, of course, Nick Saban's known for taking in coaches that have been fired. Um, I, I could see Mullen, uh, going there. Um, it would, it would be a great fit. You know, he have great talent to work with on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, I mean. I could see that. I don't know why. I could see that definitely happen for sure. But, um, yeah, Saban will go after somebody. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know who to go after. He usually goes after, you know, former head coaches. So, I mean, like, you know, Lane Kiffin and Sarkeesian. So, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It'll be – I think it'll be a big name, whoever Alabama gets. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for recruiting purposes, if nothing else. But I think I think it'll be Dan Mullen. But, uh, Sean Payton. Know. Get him. Get him in here. <laughs> That'd be great. I love it. Uh, thank you, Justin, for another great Night Needs to Know. You're welcome. Uh, to wrap up this episode, we need to get into some mismanagers. Mm. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the segment, the mismanager segment. Justin, welcome. Hello. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey. Sorry. (laughs) Didn't know we're no, good. start over. That's okay. Hello, everyone. This is Miss Managers. We're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you some weird news. That's what this segment is. I'm so tired, Justin. I'm so tired. I mean, I can tell. It almost just seems like it's you're in La La Land right now. 
Uh, here's the first story. Teacher says she was fired for not meowing at a student who identifies as a cat. I could so see it with how crazy people are. <laughs> Substitute teacher it. says she was canned for not, quote, identifying with all her students, including a young boy who claims to be a cat. Uh, in a TikTok video, a woman going by the handle at crazy name Bridget Michael claimed she was <laughs> let go for not meowing back at a student who then stood out of the classroom. She went to the... Uh, she went to the principal's office and was like, "What's going on here?" And they're just like, "You should leave." I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's real. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Crazy fake. Bridget Michael is also lying or whoever she is. But yeah, if you're named that, you may be lying. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can believe her. <laughs> uh, another story: Maryland firefighters rescued a suspected home intruder over the weekend after the man got stuck inside a chimney. Mm, I would have. I would have kept him there. A resident of the home had heard rustling coming from outside around 3.30 a.m., called the police. The responding officers found no signs of an attempted break-in and left. The resident told the station that an hour later, he heard moans coming from inside a wall and called police again. <laughs> it was then discovered that an unknown man was trapped inside the home's chimney. Uh, there are get. pictures of this on the website, Justin. To get this man out, they had to destroy this guy's home. I mean, knock oh out walls, gosh. brick by brick. There's just like soot and do you know, uh, do you know how plaster everywhere. I would be? I mean, it's like thousands of dollars in repair. <laughs> it's it's that bad. I mean, uh, just think, someone's breaking into, trying to break into your home down the chimney. They get stuck, and then they have to destroy your home to get this low life out of your chimney because he was trying to break into your home. Uh, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be so upset. Well, it took four hours to get him out. He suffered serious injuries, was rushed to a hospital. Uh, it is unclear whether he would face charges, but he's go- he's going to. That's uh, yeah, he's going to. More than <laughs> surely, likely, yes, surely. Yeah. If I'm the homeowner, I'm suing him for having to tear down my house. Yeah, yeah, no, because that yeah, they. I mean, this house is trash. Like <laughs> that that living room is trash. <laughs> Uh, and then probably the weirdest story of the week come uh, came by way of Ireland, where a pair of men are suspected of having brought the body of a dead man to a post office in order to steal his pension. They were going to weekend at Bernie's it. Uh, oh my gosh. The inadvertent uh, weekend at Bernie's homepage didn't go off as homage, sorry, didn't go off as planned as the worker suspected something was amiss with the man propped up between the two uh, and called for help. Oh my the, gosh. Uh, they then dropped the body, fled the scene, and later insisted that their companion must have died somewhere during their walk to the post office. And they just didn't <laughs> Wow. How did they think that was going to work? Yeah. Um, I, that was pretty stupid. Just puppeting a dead I man? Mean, like, it's insanity. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, they probably were insane already, and they're thinking, huh, you know, we could probably get his pension. Huh? We could probably, you know, act like he's still alive. Mm. Jeez, people are, people uh, are nuts. People are nuts. Justin, I think this is the show. You want to bring us home? Hey, I sure. Hey, any emails this week? No, no emails this week. First oh week in a while. my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, email us well, this week. We need now. We need two emails next week. So we two emails. Two. Hit Look, us up. I know football, college football is done with. But come on, you still got to send us some emails. Yeah, send us I mean, send us your emails. Yeah, send us any. It could be anything. I yeah, mean, it could be yeah. a, a advice on something. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be sports. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever you want us to answer. You could ask us um, anything you need to know about the Earth. How old is this Earth? We'll just throw a number at you. We don't know if it's correct. We'll just give you a number, but we'll get you an answer. That's for sure. Uh, Justin, I need to apologize. <laughs> Uh, we do have an email. They're in. They're in oh email. my gosh! <laughs> now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, this comes by way of Brianna. We haven't had a female uh, emailer in some time. Well, thank you, Brianna. Nice to meet you. Uh, Brianna says. Uh, oh, Brianna. I thought you said Brianna. Yeah, Brianna. You said Brianna. With a B, Brianna. Okay, Brianna. Sorry, I, I mean, I can't say anybody's name right anyways. Or is it Brianna? Mm. Oh, gosh. Just... Mm. I'll read the email. Hey, guys. My boyfriend listens to your show, and I sometimes have to listen along with him. 
I want to act like I know what I'm talking about in sports, but I do not. What are some things I could tell him to sound knowledgeable? Thanks, oh. Brianna. Or Brianna. That's a good question. I like that. That is a good question. Thank you, Brianna. Um, gosh. You know, I think it would probably just be... I mean, this is a tough one because you know, I've never been in this kind of position um, where you're trying, I don't know, impress somebody with sports. I would think it would be just maybe just asking some questions about um, maybe some of the rules or stuff or maybe researching some things about some of the players or some of the teams. Um, you know what? Up. What she should do? She should look up like the point spread for like the Super Bowl. <laughs> And yeah. then tell and then tell him she's she's I've seen this as a TikTok trend and then tell him she's like betting against it or for it or whatever and be like yeah I'm perfect so I think that's this. yeah I think yeah. that's really good so yeah. the point spread right now I think is what Rams are like a four point favorite uh yeah something like that let me pull it up Super Bowl point spread uh da 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 got to click on the link the link is here it's loaded uh the over under is 48.5 uh yeah rams are a four and a half point favorite so you'd be like yeah, yeah. I've, I've got the rams covering just say that that's all you gotta say <laughs> yeah you rams just say something covering. like that because then yeah he's gonna think like oh she knows yeah. the point like the who's the favorite or she knows the point spread okay interesting yeah I mean, you can just say something like that um yeah i just kind of small things something like that or maybe you know something about you know the players, some of their stats or something they've had during the season. Um, yeah, just maybe throw out some small things like that. I don't know. That's all I can th- um, really think of. Um, well, thank you, Brianna. If you want to reach the show at TGM Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or the Game Managers at Gmail. I'm sorry, Game Managers Pod at Gmail dot com. Yeah, great uh, question. Thank you. Great question. Thank you, Brianna. Be like Brianna. Send us some emails, Justin. Finish up the episode for us, please. And all thank right. You. Hey, thank you all for listening. Thank you for that email, Brianna. We appreciate it. Um, hey, if you want to catch more of the Game Managers podcast, you can check us out. We got it us we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the TGM Pod. Um, we post plenty of, plenty of updates, sports updates. Post the podcast there. Um, if you want to access the website, you can go to thegamemanagers.com where you can access the podcast. You access some articles Nick has written. You can access, newly updated. New, yes, new updated newly, that is true. And it looks fantastic. I think it looks really good. It's very smooth, easy mm-hmm. access to all the different uh, categories of the website. Um, you can go to the Game Manager shop. Hey, I just recently bought two shirts, one for me and one for my wife. And I'll let you know how they are once they come in. But I think they're going to look great. I got the extra soft ones, which, yeah. like I've already said, hey, great reviews on those shirts. Very yeah, soft. Yeah, you've, uh, you've got the same extra soft one. I think you ordered the same one as me. And you I felt did. that shirt. It's very soft. Yeah, I love it. Very that soft. Shirt. So, yeah, I got two of those. Um, going to be getting those hopefully pretty soon. I don't know. I don't know how long. Something like this probably takes a little while, especially with the climate of, you know, ordering things right now. It's taking long for everything. So, um, but really, go check it out. There's a lot of different types of shirts you can get. I think you can get hoodies too. You can get oh, yeah. stuff on get mugs. Laptop cases and coffee yeah. mugs and pillows and purses and all kinds of ridiculous stuff. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, I mean, it's the it, it, it's endless. Possibilities are endless on there. And but, look, to yeah. be honest, we make almost no money off that. The percentage we get off T Public is almost nothing. But, you know, it's free advertising or whatever. So That's feel true. free to help yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think the shirts look good. I think the designs and stuff, they look, they're pretty neat. So, um, yeah, check out the website. You can access podcasts there. But, yeah, hey, if you listen to the show, let some of your friends know. If they love sports, hey, if they want to listen to guys don't really know anything and act like they do, tell them to check us out. We're entertaining. Yes, uh, we're lovable guys, right? Um, um, yes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe somewhat. Um <laughs> Maybe at some point we will be. I don't know. We get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> we're not. But I guess we do. Yeah, but who does it? And any kind of, if you talk sports, people yeah. are always going to be upset with something you say. I can say, I mean, even saying Michael Jordan is the GOAT, you're going to have people that say, well, LeBron's the GOAT. So it doesn't matter what you say. Um, yeah, everybody but, on the internet's a lunatic. So yeah, I love, it. I love yeah. the hate mail. We need to have another I hate do. mail segment. We haven't had one We do because, yeah. I mean, if you have the time out of your day to write, 
something silly because something we said really aggravates you. Two guys that have no influence whatsoever on anything. <laughs> and don't claim and to. we upset and you. And don't act like we do. Yeah. yeah, and we upset you. You may have a problem. Just slightly, you may have a little bit of an issue. Uh, um, if you do like the show, though, leave us a nice review, please. On whatever yes, you're please leave on. us a review. Sorry this is going on. But there's just a lot to cover, you mm-hmm. know about us and especially so leave us leave us eight mail if you want or leave us a great review we appreciate it um that's all i got hey you have a great week looking forward to this sports week y'all enjoy it and worry anyways guys all right see you later guys we will be back next week blue 42 blue 42 hut hut hike thank you for listening to the game managers podcast please remember to like and subscribe goodbye Adios and sayonara.